Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. being in my hammock this last summer. I miss those days. It's cold out right now where I am. I could really use a hammock day. Come on, somebody. If you live in a place where it's cold in the winter, you know what I'm talking about. So I was in my hammock and I saw something out of the corner of my eye, the slightest bit of movement, almost like a heat wave or something. Then I looked again and I couldn't find it with my eye at first. Then I saw it. It was a spider web, barely visible to the naked eye, and you could have totally missed it had you not been looking. The thing is, it's there whether you know it or not. You know that because at some point we have all walked into a spider web and freaked out for a minute. All of a sudden, you have something on you, you don't know what it is, it feels gross, and you can't get it off you because you can't see it. <laughs> and you better hope there's not a nasty spider hook to it, right? But the reality is, you could have seen it if you weren't moving so fast. But God knows that stuff is around us. He can see the things that we can't. Paul mentions more than once in the Bible that we should not be ignorant about the devil's schemes. And I've said before, spiders are right up there with snakes and scorpions, demons, and Lucifer. They're all in the same family. We have authority over them, but if we don't know they're there, they take us by surprise. We need to know the word so we can have the inside skinny on our enemy's tactics. For example, I've heard that it says, fear not in the Bible 365 times. That should be a clue to us that fear is in the enemy's game plan. And then for the times that we don't pick up on the invisible tactics, for those times, Holy Spirit will tell us when danger is near and tell us what to do about it. An example of that is last summer, a friend of mine was camping near Lake Michigan and it was Sunday and they were streaming a service at their campsite, worshiping and such. And my friend, she just caught this really strong unction from Holy Spirit to pray for the people swimming. She didn't really know why, but she went at it, going after it in prayer for safety and protection. Well, she found out later that two swimmers almost died because of the undertow that day. She had no idea this was happening. She couldn't see it. But God sees the things we don't, and he moves when his people pray. Her prayers for those swimmers made a difference. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So know the word to know the enemy's strategies. But the awesome thing about that is, The word is actually the defense to ward off the attack as well. Jesus is the word, and he is the provision for your victory. He always leads us into triumph. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. That says through us. That means we have a part in this. I love that. So by knowing the word and knowing the word, you are killing two birds with one stone. It's a double whammy against the enemy. Okay, but enough talk about the attacks that we aren't aware of. Because as we've said, God's safeguard for that is to stay connected with him, being sensitive to him, and he will show you. So what about the good things that are all around us that we aren't aware of because we're moving too fast to catch them? At a recent service during worship, 
I just took a moment to still my spirit and ask the Lord what he was doing in the room. And I heard him say, the angels are coming. So I was like, oh yeah. You know, obviously if the Lord tells you that, then pay attention to what's next because something good is about to happen. Amen. If you're paying attention. I'm about to share what happened next, and this might be a little out of the norm for some, but just know that this stuff happens all the time, but if we don't have eyes to see, we won't, hence this podcast. (laughs) We need to get more sensitive to what is happening in the spirit realm, specifically to what God is doing, so we can partner with him to bring heaven to earth. We are his plan for heaven on earth, his conduit for breakthrough in society, but if we aren't paying attention, we'll miss it. So I heard the Lord say, the angels are coming. And then I saw in the spirit, the angels come in and they had what looked like lip balm. They were putting it on different individuals. And as they put it on people, it turned colors, red, purple, green. And I asked the Lord what that was. And he said, for one person, he was anointing her words and her song with value. That's amazing. And I was able to share that with her later. I didn't share the whole story. You know, you need to ask the Lord what he wants you to do with information like that. And for her, he just said, tell her I'm anointing her words and song with value. She was so touched by that and said the Lord had indeed already been speaking to her about singing and that she had been pressing into what that looked like. So let's just do a recap on that experience. I heard it. I saw what God was doing and responded how he directed and there was fruit. If I wouldn't have been paying attention, I could have missed it. Just like the story of not knowing that that spider web was there. In Proverbs 25 verse 2, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. He wants us to search it out. That's a part of relationship with him. These mysteries, they draw us in and he lets us in on his plans. What an honor. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. And some versions say, instead of secret things, it says hidden things. But the things that are revealed are ours, and he wants to reveal them to us. So we're going to do an activation on that. We're going to connect with Holy Spirit. We're going to ask him a question. We're going to pay attention to what we sense. If we get a picture in our head, if we feel like the Lord is speaking something in our spirit, okay? So go ahead and if it's possible, close your eyes and prepare yourself to hear from the Lord. Holy Spirit, what am I missing that you want to reveal to me? Holy Spirit, what am I missing that you want to reveal to me? You could have sensed a number of things. This was a pretty open-ended question. God may have shown you something about your job or a relationship you're in, or maybe you just had the thought of love or had a sense of well-being. The things of the Lord are so vast. He knows everything about you, every situation you are dealing with right now and will deal with in the future. Sometimes it's good to just stop and let him speak to you about what he wants to show you rather than us always going to him with our requests. 
he wants us to do that, but he also has things on his mind that he knows about, that he wants us to know about, and that if we would just slow down long enough for him to speak, he would. I'm also going to challenge you to do this activation next time you're worshiping. Just take a moment and ask the Lord what he wants to reveal to you. The more you expect the Lord to reveal, the more he will. I had a conversation recently with a woman that we were doing some business things with, and she started telling me a story about her niece and how she wanted to buy a house, but some of the people in her life didn't think she was ready financially or otherwise. But her niece was still talking about it and hoping and expecting that eventually she would get one. So after she finished saying that, I said, well, you speak what you expect. She looked at me a little puzzled and I said, if she expects to get a house someday, she'll need to speak it out and talk about it. God created with his words. We are made in his image, so we do the same. You'll speak what you expect. When we speak, we create. You've probably heard the words abracadabra, like in a magic show or something. Well, that actually came from an Aramaic word, avracadabra, which actually means I create as I speak. In this case, it's magic. It's not real. It's a counterfeit of the real deal, which is God speaking and creating. I know some magic is fun, like a coin behind the ear or a card trick or something like that, but some of that is black magic and word curses and witchcraft stuff. We're not going after that. Again, that's just a counterfeit of the real deal. Our words are very important, so speak what you expect and speak great things. Words of encouragement, blessing, future plans for good things. Recently, I was at home and just hearing the wind outside, it was blowing really loud and It had snowed and there were some leaves still on the trees. It was beautiful. So I was just looking outside and I heard the Lord say, it's coming on the wind. And I thought, what's coming on the wind? That's pretty cool, but what's coming on the wind, right? It took me a minute to place it, but then I realized it reminded me of a lyric from a song. The lyric is, he's moving on the wind. Then I knew it's revival. Revival's coming on the wind. Revival's in the air. I love that song. And there's a lot of talk about revival, especially in this time of change in our world. But I believe we are revival. We carry the Spirit of God. He's the wind. He's the breath of revival life in us. And when we release Him, revival breaks out. What are you expecting? Are you expecting revival to come on the wind through you? Because it is, and it will, if you expect it. Believers are going to force the enemy's hand. We aren't backing down. As resistance keeps coming, and it will, that's coming on the wind as well in the shift in our times as they are. There will be more resistance to our comfort, and God will use it to create perseverance. Romans 5, 3 and 4 says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. The difficulties are actually strengthening and sharpening us and forcing the revival out of us, the line to be drawn in the sand. The all-or-nothing decision will be drawn out by the change that's coming. In order to walk in greater things, first we have to expect that we will. That might seem obvious, but not to everyone. So in order to walk in greater things, first we must expect that we will. If you have no expectation that something will happen, you won't prepare for it, and then it likely will not happen. I heard a story of a couple who got a word from the Lord that they would have a child. They had been told that most likely they would not be able to medically. But in prayer, they felt like the Lord had said that they would have a biological child. So they believed him, and they actually painted one of their rooms and prepared it as a nursery. 
Eventually, they did get pregnant. Now that's a testimony. We tell the testimony to build faith that if God did it for one, he could do it again for another. We don't always know how things will work out, but if we don't prepare for big things, even if they do happen, we won't be ready and we won't be able to sustain them. Get your hopes up and expect more. Expect greater things. Have great expectations. Prepare a grid, a platform for those bigger things to land, a place in your spirit and in the natural, just like that couple. Get ready for a miracle because our God is the God of miracles. Amen.